Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, what a better way to kick off the most prideful month of the year than with blood, guts, and a little bit of Hell in a Cell in your house. We preview the upcoming WWE Hell in a Cell and NXT in your house weekend, plus review the coronation of CM Punk in Vegas. Yes, that's right, Game Murphy. CM Punk is champion again. And make sure you follow this rainbow all the way to the end because it's another pot of gold episode of Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. And it starts right now. Midnight music. six-week trial just to find out that they both defamed each other that's the funniest yeah, that's that, the funniest part about all it that for <clears throat> nothing oh well, no, 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 no. Johnny Depp Johnny gets 15 million dollars it's not a win they both so he so won more both, yeah, right. <laughs> well he sure, won yeah, no, not a win. no okay, he, he I... won no he they both won he won three counts and she yeah. won one of her three or one of her two yeah so yeah and he still well, won well, I think he won more. I am a lifelong Johnny Depp. All oh, it's, the drama. It's not a drama. She defamed him more. She she defamed him at so much. But if you look at his statement versus her statement, she views her as straight up a failure. Listen, it's I'm devastated at the power of my ex-husband. I read them both. She's a I, I don't I don't read any of it. It was all much ado about nothing because there were both <laughs> people who just wanted to shit on each other, and that's what happened. Any of folks, welcome to episode what 294 Kings of this <laughs> horrible entertainment. Um, although I will say, Amber Heard will never get in anybody's bed ever again. Uh, anywho, anyone could have a sense. She shat in his bed. Why would you of let her? Kings of the Rings podcast. That's the idea, K Murphy. <laughs> Episode number 294. Hella Pride. I'm your host, Kendrick Rose, along with Willie T and the resident Rainbow themselves, the K Murphy. We got a lot to talk about. It's going to be a big K Murphy show. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, this week, uh, we've got. We've it's the beginning of Pride Month, obviously, which is a K Murphy staple. Uh, CM Punk won one a fucking world title, which is also a K Murphy thing. And <laughs> and and yeah, it's it's just the K Murphy show at this point. So why not just kick it off with K and talk about one of the big things that we do each and every uh, Pride Month is uh, donate some money and put on some badass shirt. All right, so, y'all. Okay, take it away. Okay. So this is our third year doing a pride fundraiser. And in previous years, we have donated to the Trevor Project. But this year specifically, we felt that the trans community specifically should be given more of a platform. Uh, 2022 alone, there have been over 300 anti-LGBTQ bills attempted to be passed. So it is a incredibly dark time to be queer or trans it's very scary to be trans right now because states are making it more inaccessible to transition and less safe to be out and being trans so this year um as you can if you're watching you can see our little screen um i designed a new shirt this year that 
all of the money is going toward to the National Center for Transgender Equality. They advocate to change policies in society to increase the understanding and acceptance of transgender people. Um, in the nation's capital and throughout the country, they work to replace disrespect, discrimination, and violence with empathy, opportunity, and justice. So they advocate for trans people and want to see them succeed in this world and live safely and authentically, which is what everyone deserves to do. So buy a shirt. They're really pretty and protect trans lives. Y'all. Yeah. So we're going to be having this design, this great, fantastic design designed by K Murphy themselves uh, on t-shirts on tank tops. And I believe uh, K and I came to a consensus. We're also going to have uh, a little bit of a higher priced uh, tie dye edition of this shirt that's going to be coming out and all of that's going to be finalized uh by this weekend so hopefully by june 3rd or june 4th uh everything will be up on all of our wrestle attic radio shops including king's rings podcast wrestle attic radio young line destructive and fretzelmania you can go to any of those sites the links to our site in particular and wrestle attic radio sites will be in our description on all of our shows um and like i said 100 percent of those proceeds of those shirts and tanks and the tie i want 100 percent of those proceeds go straight to the national uh center for transgender equality we take no money from this this is something that uh we've been fortunate enough to do and work with the trevor project and you know it uh, it's one of the things i think helped uh k get in contact with the trevor project and now k is a member of the trevor project so can't really donate to the trevor project anymore because it's kind of nepotism at this point (laughs) so i had to switch things up if you still want to donate money to the trevor project donate money to the trevor project but yes, keep we're hosting a fundraiser this year because <laughs> I feel guilty about it. So. Yeah, no, this is awesome. I'm very excited for this. Um, we're excited to uh, help out the National Center for National Center for Transgender Equality, and uh, the designs are going to be pretty dope. Like I said, they're going to be coming out uh, this weekend. Um, and tanks, tees, because you know it's fucking hot and it's summertime, mm-hmm. and a special tie dye edition as well, which actually looks pretty dope because Kay and I went over it yesterday. So. I'm very excited, y'all. Yes, it is. And if you're watching the stream right now, there is a protect, but you can't see it because it's in black, and it was just a lot to mess with on the side right now. But you'll see the final design this weekend. I'll, I will say that. I will. If you are a subscriber to our Patreon, I will drop it in the chat right now. Drop it in the Discord. And just join our Discord, too, folks, by the way. Uh, but let's move on uh, to some other big news coming out of the wrestling world. Uh, starting with the fact that Money in the Bank is moving to, as Ooh. WWE has called it, <clears throat> the infinite confines of the MGM Grand Garden Arena, moving away from the initial plan, which was Allegiant Stadium. It's going to be the same day, uh, July 2nd, just not at Allegiant Stadium, um, it's going to be at the MGM Grand, which let's put this in comparison, Legion Stadium, a state-of-the-art NFL football stadium holding about 75,000 people at max capacity, MGM Grand Garden Arena, 12 grand? Ooh, that's a bit of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a difference. I have some theories about this, but before we go into a little bit of theories about this, Will, what is your interpretation of this massive switch in venue? I'm shocked. I am I am genuinely shocked to the point where it's just like, I don't know what to speculate. My, my guess is that tickets just didn't sell, but were they even on mm-hmm. sale yet? Like, when did the tickets go on sale? 
Tickets were already on sale. On sales? Maybe the, maybe just the projections were just terrible. So oh, tickets were already on sale. Tickets were already on sale for Allegiant Stadium. And then, like, the last week or week and a half, they sent out an email to people who already bought tickets for Money Big at Allegiant Stadium saying that they're changing the venue. But those people who already bought tickets are going to be the first in line to get new tickets for MGM Garden Arena. Right. Here's the, here's the credits, the full refund, and buy, buy spying. Yeah, exactly. Damn, dude. Annoying. That's again. I'm just. I'm shocked. I have no idea. I want to know why. I want to know why. Uh, I have the only. The only thing I can guess is that the ticket sales weren't that good. But I don't think that's the answer. I think that's too easy. I, I'll tell you right now, it is, in my theory, it is part of the answer. Uh, ticket sales weren't going that well, and there's a reason for it. It's not because the WWE couldn't draw. We've seen them do like 50,000 for SummerSlam, <laughs> you know, at Allegiant Stadium. Like, we've seen them do Allegiant Stadium, and they did it very fucking well. The year they, they just hit a really big problem. And the really big problem is Israel Adesanya is main eventing UFC that same day. Ah, uh, so they can't, okay, so they can't, com- it's not that they can't sell tickets, they just can't compete with the UFC. And Israel Adesanya yeah. is, if Ninganu leaves, especially, he is pound for pound probably the best fighter in the UFC. In my yeah. opinion, in my opinion. UFC 276 is that same night at the T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, good luck selling 60,000, <laughs> 50,000, even 40,000. For a wrestling yeah. show, Money in the Bank, over Israel Asanya. If, if it was a SummerSlam, a Rumble, or a Mania, I think it would. They could do it. Yeah. Money in the Bank, I'm not going to lie, Money in the Bank isn't there yet. No. So, and, and it was bold. That makes sense. You know what? I And I think if you look at it from, like, if you look at all the optics of it, it makes sense. You're like, it's 4th of July weekend, big time for people to travel. It would be a prime time to hold a fighting event in Vegas, because Vegas is known for fights, and Vegas is essentially the fight capital of the world. Yes, it is. But yeah. a fight capital, not a... Not a wrestling not, capital. Not Google, calm down. Um, <laughs> but not a pro wrestling capital of the I world yet. Hold on, let me stop. Google, stop listening. Thank you. It's not going to stop <laughs> listening. <laughs> they, they, never, they never stop listening. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Uh, okay, that makes my viewpoint on this whole thing change quite a bit. Now I was maybe like, listen, WWE, you got to take this big fat L. Now I'm just like, you're still taking an L, but it's a lowercase L. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, it's just somebody fucked up the schedule because somebody was like, four weeks like, we can money bank, we can do this. They were like, yeah. And no one looked at everything else on the calendar on Vegas that weekend. Well, here's the thing. I, I have a feeling WWE probably booked it first because they had, they announced this like last August. Mm. Right? So did they, announce, did they announce location last August? They, they announce announced the location. I don't know if they had, they had the date, but they definitely announced the location. And they said, I think they said July. Because yeah. that's when the money in the bank. Yes. They might have just said 2022. Which could have meant June yeah. or July, but they knew they were going to Vegas like well in advance. And Vegas can pretty much, I think Dan White can just go there, whatever the fuck he wants, really. Yeah. Although there is one casino, I forget which one it is, but Dana White is a degenerate gambler. The dude, <laughs> the dude has lost a million dollars in a night and won seven million dollars the next day. Uh, he got banned from a casino for winning too much. He's he won like a, like a few million dollars at blackjack, and the casino kicked him out. 
And Dana White's just like, oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The UFC has also been kicked out, canceled all mm-hmm. shows for that uh, casino since and, like, has never gone back. Oh, Which to me is this that's hysterical. Prince Petty at its finest, <laughs> and I am all for it. <laughs> yeah, and my, my other theory is I think, and it's it's one of those things where WWE can take an L on this and move money to the bank because they're just going to return for WrestleMania and guarantee they'll sell out Allegiant Stadium. Because I, I strongly believe that the front runner for WrestleMania 40 is going to be Vegas. I completely agree. That is the front runner for WrestleMania yeah, 40 to Vegas. Yeah, I, I believe the front runner is going to be Vegas. I think it is going to be Vegas. I think they have studied that arena to a T, but they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. I just feel like it's a stupid <laughs> idea to put a pay-per-view 4th of July weekend in general. I think it's a brilliant idea. I don't. You know, and especially if it's going to be held on a Saturday. That's brilliant. No one's doing shit. Also, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Monday is the actual holiday, so you're going to have Monday yeah. off as well. Right? Yeah, so I think, it's a, I think it's a great idea to have it. Uh, Fourth of July yeah. weekend because it's a long weekend anyway. People, it's people, a long yeah. weekend, but people might be want to do other shit than watch WWE. Not like, uh, at night. You got your, your, your cookout during the day, and you're already trashed. And what's better than watching wrestling when you're trashed? Yeah, and eating trash and eating more trash and eating food, more trash, dude. Nothing's more like yeah. I feel like nothing's more American than eating burgers, <laughs> dogs, beer, and fake fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I don't know. I feel like the older I get, the less I do for Fourth of July. Which is perfect. That's why you would watch. Yeah. Well, I used to travel on Fourth of July. So Maybe when I was right younger, like when I was younger, Fourth of July was like a big deal. Now I'm like, I'm working, so I like, can't stay up late. <laughs> so welcome to adulthood. Yeah. I, I actually hate Fourth of July because I hate going to Cape Cod. I. I- I was scared. <laughs> so when I was like a kid, um, the Hicksville Fire Department, I'm sorry, no, it was the East Meadow Fire Department. They had a sign that said they had, it was, I was like, happy Fourth of July sign, but underneath it would say fireworks kill. So they scared the shit out of me. So I was like a very anxious child, if you didn't assume that. I was scared so, of fireworks you- too. I was terrified. So every year on Fourth of July, I would go inside when the fireworks would start. Yeah, because I was afraid I was gonna. In my head, a um a rogue fire was gonna descend from the sky, strike me in the chest, and kill me. You would have seen the rockets run clear right before your end of July. And for real. The only thing that got me out of the house for Fourth of July is when my block started doing hosting a block party. That is the only thing that got me over Fourth of July. Gave proof through like, the there's night. Nothing. And there's Kay Murphy nothing. was there. <laughs> Slack has to sing that song. No, I don't. Oh, dude, yeah, Slack, sing to me. That was an episode title. <laughs> it was sing to me. Or was, or was, it, or was, it, or was it Dave? Or was it like Dave stop singing or something? Oh, it was stop. I was like stop singing or something. Like it was the Dave. It was the Dave title. What was it Dave singing? It was like, don't sing to me or something. Yeah, it was. It was don't sing to me because Dave was singing for some reason. Who the fuck knows? Dave singing. I don't remember. Look back in the archives. On the the afternoon, that's what he was singing. He was not. (laughs) He was not singing that at all. All right, let's move on. Um, (laughs) As we continue with the K Murphy podcast right now, (laughs) I I bought double nothing too. 
Double or nothing happened uh, this past weekend in Vegas, and it was a five-hour fiasco by many. But the highlight oh of his five-hour so long. It was so the highlight long. of this five-hour fiasco for Kate Raven for a lot of the internet marks over the age of thirty was that CM Punk was crowned as the AEW World Champion, beating Hangman Adam Page. It is his first World Heavyweight Title in over ten years, and boy, did it look like it with all that gray hair and crying and FTR putting him on his shoulders. Kate Raven, tell us about this moment. Um, I need you to know that I almost didn't see it happen because I was falling asleep. Perfect. Yeah, dude. It was like so, it was like twelve thirty. Honestly, me too. I was falling asleep too. It was twelve thirty. So I worked. I worked the day of the pay per view, and I had to work the day after the pay per view. And I start work at four a.m. So this was not looking good for me. Um, I mm-hmm. hosted a party too because I'm a psycho, and <laughs> we were literally like all posted up in my room. Um, there was like six of us, and. I actively went to sleep after the um, Anarchy in the Arena match so I could power nap for Punk because um, I didn't care about the tag match. Oh, that should have been that should have been a show title: Power Nap for Punk. Power Nap for Punk. I'm gonna make that a shirt though. I can do that. Um, so I needed to oh, power shit. nap. For, I needed to power nap for Punk because I. It would have killed me if I missed it. So I made it to the entrances, and then my eyes were fluttering immediately. So I was, like, in and out of consciousness. But I could hear what was going on, kind of. My eyes were closed. Mm. But then I started hearing, based on what I was hearing, I'm like, oh, it's going to end soon. So I, like, clockwork orange it pretty much, and, like, had my eyes, like, forced open. Then Punk <laughs> What a reference. I, Punk yeah, right. That's my, that was one of my favorite books in high school. That's my favorite, so, one of my favorite movies currently. I punk wins. Yeah. At first, I didn't believe. I was like in shock, so I, I didn't react. Then I cried for about a minute, and then I asked everyone to go home so I can go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect quintessential camera for reaction. It was honestly like it was much more subdued than you would expect me to react because I was awake for almost twenty four hours at that point. So. Had I been awake, it would have been a much more robust. I would have recorded it. Like it would have been a very robust um, reaction. Yeah. But I was too fucking exhausted. But I watched all of Double or Nothing again yesterday. How could you? I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Um, it. I'm waiting for Punk to turn heel. Yeah. Mm. Um. I'm waiting. I half expect him to uh, to run through the crowd with the title again. Like it's going to happen. I'm just... Oh, it's going to happen in Chicago when they do All In or All Out or whatever the hell it's called. Forbidden Door, Ricky. Or Forbidden... I forget. There's a lot it's of stuff they do in fucking Chicago. Day of the year. Also, it's I'm... the same day as Pride. So yes. I, So I will not be watching Forbidden Door live because no. Um, yeah. I'm just wondering how long this title reign will be. And I have more thoughts. Like I'm really happy overall, but like logistically, I have some thoughts that I will bring up later in the show when we talk about him, because I have related thoughts about, about other people. 
Oh, okay. Was that other person MJ yet? Because someone it told me, what the fuck, what the fuck happened right, this on. weekend with hang MJF? Hang on. <laughs> Ricky, 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 I have breaking news first. Marion Barber was found dead in his apartment. Oh, yeah. I, I found that out an hour ago. Yeah, no. that's kind of shitty. Well, I just got breaking yeah. news for it. Wait, 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 who died? Former Cowboys uh, running back. He was a he was he was an awesome running back. Awesome running back. Wait, but, all right, so people yeah. are shitting all over MJF. Uh, but for I this. don't know what happened. So like, okay. we... it was a squash match. Okay. Like it was Brock Cena squash. It was. It was fucking incredible. Here's, was... here's what I'm so Here's what I'm so confused at. So who, who squashed who? Wardlow. Wardlow. Wardlow's all elite now. This destroyed He's... the fuck which, out of him. Which, by the way, him. he was. Which, by the way, he wasn't under contract before this Wardlow. In, in kayfabe, he was under contract of MJF. His contract was affiliated with MJF's contract. God damn it, Ricky! Watch okay. the product. So anyway, <laughs> the internet this is. Why, this is why I don't. <laughs> the internet. Well, I don't watch WWE like that. The so internet. I think it's fair. The internet is just like so mad. But it's like, guys, you want this is what you wanted to happen. Like in the storyline, <laughs> this is the desired result. MJF gets his fucking ass whooped by this monster. You got exactly what you should want. Why are you complaining? It's not a burial of MJF. It is a shine of Wardlow. No, I think it's because you heard about everything that happened over the weekend, correct? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Was it? All right. Did he walk out of an yeah. event? Was there he, was there an argument so until had, What is going on? Okay, so the weekend of Double or Nothing, they did. I don't remember the name of the actual event, but it was like their access. They were doing like signings and shit. So okay. MJ, MJF was supposed to be there, and he walked out. And while he did not get on, there was a flight booked out of Vegas for him. I believe for Sat Friday or Saturday night. I don't remember what night it was, but. Mm -hmm. He there was a fight with his name on it to leave Vegas before Double or Nothing. Um, so there was speculation on whether or not MJF was even going to wrestle on Sunday. Um, okay. Goldberg was actually rumored to be replacing MJF. <laughs> Daddy yeah, Goldberg. Sure. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I didn't start the rumor. Scoop, scoop, satin. Good, good luck. Good, good one. Good one, bro. Could you imagine if Goldberg shows up? Twitter went fucking buck because everyone wanted I would everyone wanted Goldberg and Wardlow more than they wanted MJF versus Wardlow. So I would uh, that's I was like kind of hoping we would get Goldberg. We didn't. It's fine. I I can't have everything. So um MJF and Wardlow opened the show. And which was bizarre. Which was, I thought that was bizarre. Not, it was a really weird choice. It was a really weird choice. I think that he opened the show because they couldn't guarantee Max would stay. And sure, allegedly he left right after the match. Mm. Which is, you don't do that. Like. So about to see him punk. You don't do that. Dude, the irony. Mm. Yeah, right? <laughs> so MJF so not only did Wardlow kick the shit out of him he got the stretcher he they got the stretcher job to MJF they did they yep. did give him the they did do that too they gave it was the whole shebang which leaves me to suspect unless it's a very good work 
Um, MJF, I feel like, is very disgruntled with AEW. And like, yes, I kind of don't blame him because think of how AEW was a couple years ago. Like, MJ, I said when, MJ, when AEW started, I was pretty much willing to bet my life MJF would have been the champion within the first year, and it still hasn't happened. And the number one reason for it is, which is where Punk comes back in, Punk, uh, while I'm stoked he's champion, definitely eclipsed MJF. Like, I hope MJF takes... I would love to see MJF take the belt off of Punk. Um, I don't know where where MJF will stand going forward or if Tony would even give him a title shot or anything after everything. Well, apparently he cut, but, a, he cut a vicious promo on Dynamite tonight. So did he, open up, did he open up the show? I don't think he opened. I don't think he opened up the show because they they also uh, announced Punk versus Tanahashi. So that's happening. Um, that's a forbidden door. That's a forbidden door. Yeah, came up. I'm surprised not watching. I'm surprised not watching Dynamite. Well, connection. I'm trying to make sure. So I'm so, sacrificing watching Dynamite for the connection. All right, so you're telling me Forbidden Door is Punk versus the Ace Tanahashi, who's my favorite New Japan wrestler like ever. I might have to buy Forbidden Door and have it hold a watch party. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's that, that's that's a fantastic that's matchup. Happening. So yeah, apparently MJ I will probably roasts. do I'm thinking if any of my wrestling friends are off the day after Pride, we can do like a Forbidden Door breakfast party <laughs> Monday morning. Oh my god. Roll back. Okay, can we call you can we call your future wedding the Forbidden Door? Why? I don't know. No. Like I probably won't call the forbidden door. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna veto. I'm gonna veto that one too. You're gonna veto the forbidden door. I'm gonna veto the forbidden door. I, I am really happy to make a future wedding after a pay per view, but I think we can do better. What Dude, would you call your future rules. wedding? Come on now. <laughs> okay, before we're gonna move on to anarchy rules, but we. Have... Um... We'll what get would back you call to it? it? I don't know. Right yeah, now. get but, back. But, but whether, 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 this, whether this is a work or not, I was overjoyed with the squash. Because when Wardlow walked, I go to Jasmine. I really hope she squashes the fuck out of him. And it's just like an eight minute just beat down. <laughs> and it was. And it was. And I was so happy. I don't like, I, I don't, I think MJF is fucking genius. Because well, that's what you're supposed to do. If you're that hated of a heel, you're supposed to get your ass beat. Like that's also a kudos to how good MJF has done in the storyline. Dude, he yeah. is he is living the gimmick, and he knows that there so is going meta. to be a bidding war once his contract is up, and he is gonna get pa 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 paid, son. Yeah. He's gonna get TikTok. fucking paid. Yeah. I hope he stays in AEW, but he will jump to WWE, water down his character, and take that fucking money and that push. Are you yeah, kidding me? Take, I mean, it's like what you I said. Don't when think did our... get put, I don't think he'll get pushed in WWE. I think yeah, he will. They, yeah, he will. I don't. Yes, he will. The only thing I want to see him do in WWE, I just want to see him and Cody for the lulls, and I want to see him retire Miz. But Cody is the reason that that MJF would even consider going over there. Cause, I know. Because like Will and I said on, on the WrestleMania post show, MJF and the whole world saw how they treated Cody on his first night back. Mm-hmm. And that that wrong and how they're continuing, continuing. to treat Cody. Yeah. He is he is know? he is the top guy in that company right now. 
It's wild. He's the top baby Cody face. Rose, the top guy in WWE. And like, and it's and that is a huge signal to the rest of the pro wrestling community. If you can get your shit together and you are that well developed of a character and talent, because let's face it, before Cody in Cody's first run, he wasn't that great of a developed talent. He was just floundering. No, he was he, very generic. He, he was generic, and then he finally found himself. And he found his character, and WWE was ready to bring him back, and he was ready to come back. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I, MJF would be the exact same. They would, I think, they're gonna give yeah. him the red carpet. He's gonna be a mega star, and not, and they're not gonna change his name either. At least they better not. They're gonna call him PBJ. No. <laughs> 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 gonna call him JFM. JFM. Um, but, but here, yeah, but here's J- the thing, like FJM. FJM. Here's the thing with MJF is that, I mean, could he be a volatile person? Yes, but there's a lot of characters and people in pro wrestling that are very volatile. But if you're AEW, and I think we said this last week, you got to give MJF whatever he wants. It's It will look so bad if one of your quote-unquote pillars of your organization jumps ship at the first chance they get. Yeah, I hope, I hope Tony Khan is watching the labor movement in America right now because they, he made the cardinal sin of calling him an essential worker. And if he yeah. doesn't pay up, he's going to suffer the consequences of those actions. And he needs to realize that, you know, like as WWE realized, now AEW also realized that the pendulum swings both ways. Both companies aren't the aren't the single entity in town. Like, the wrestler, the power is in the performer right now. Oh, yeah. Whereas the, oh, yeah. for years prior, the power wasn't in the performer because there was only one place to go. But now the power is back on the performer. And if he's, and if, you know, the powers that be don't really heed that warning, they're going to lose a lot of crucial talent. With the exodus from WWE, a lot of people are like, wow, WWE must be, must be terrible working conditions. It's like, well, no, oh, nay, nay. No, 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 not necessarily. I mean, probably, but not necessarily. AEW, <laughs> it just provides opportunity. And I can't wait for the exodus back. Because when that pendulum does <laughs> yeah. swing back, WWE's not gonna fuck around, and they when they want to make somebody, they know how to make somebody. Yeah, it's it is it is astonishing how they do it too. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, so MGM is going to be a huge, huge talking point for months to come. Years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until his contract is until years. his new contract is signed. That's how yeah, I, that's so, when the conversation dies down. And MJF has all the power. And he Allegedly, knows it too. There's also rumors that um MJF and Tony spoke and came to some sort of agreement, but like I am unsure of what that entails. I mean, dude, he was that's, on he was on yeah. TV this week. All right. That's a good sign. And the fact yes. that it is 40 minutes into the show already, that is a very good sign. Because yeah. I know Punk wrestled already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like for, so, for real. Like, I, I wouldn't read too much into this. Oh, he was gonna, he was gonna walk out. Just like, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but here he is. Yeah, he's there, and he, you know, he, it, it depends on. He's there now, but let's see what if he's there next week and the week following and the week following. No, honestly, if, I, if really... I was, if I was Tony and me and him had creative differences, I would literally leak like we had a blow up in like MJF. Like MJF, you literally lived this gimmick. Let's work and work the internet. Like, yeah, this, it's this, this was based in reality. We had a disagreement. But let's actually, you know, make it something yeah, it's not. Yeah, blur the lines. Trust me, we we blurred the lines on this show. It, in our opinion, it was highly successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in our opinion. <laughs> I mean, for us, it was successful. For everyone else, I wouldn't say yeah. so. Yeah, 
I still consider it a work of art. Um, <laughs> but not a bloody work of art as zombie <laughs> Eddie Kingston about to literally light somebody on fire during the anarchy in the arena. Man, look at this face. So I don't so I know Jericho and the Backstreet Boys. I know Jericho and the Backstreet Boys like one, but what the fuck led to this? Um so this the best way I can describe this match, because again, it was nodding out a little bit. It was chaotic as fuck. Wild played for most of the match. It played for almost half the match, yeah. It was That's annoying. It was sweet. really it was annoying. So annoying. You know why? Because ECW used to do it with the gangsters, and it was fucking awesome. It was like New Jack yeah. did it too. But I'm like, I just I don't know. Maybe if it was a different song that had more interestingness to it. Yeah. I agree. It not- like if it was Judas, it would have been better. Oh Judas, I think I would have been fine with it. and the song is long and the actual song is long enough where it could have played. It's like Ricky. So you, they actually you, like played it on repeat. Yeah. It's yes. like, it's like oh Ricky, you you're a director and you're gonna film a mm-hmm. bar fight. Like uh, yeah, it's a crazy ass bar fight. What song are you gonna not use to score that? Probably Wild Thing. It's 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 not that kind yeah. of song. It's just, it's just not. Yeah, you need something. You need something faster. Yeah, like Wild Thing was a great pitch, a great song for the fucking like the pitch on the Phillies in the nineties. Right, that was his entrance yeah, song. Well, it was also it came from Major League. That too. Um, he's just running. To the, he's just running to the mound. Shout out to Charlie I Sheen. feel that the jackass music might have been a better fit. Yes. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hang on. I got it. here somewhere. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, is it so Happy this, Birthday by Stevie it's Wonder? Not, it's not Happy Birthday by Stevie Wonder. I hope not. Uh, what the fuck is it? Guess. Hang on. Where is it? I got to find it. This just seems like a whole bunch of calamity. Like, what the it hell? It was I mean, calamity. The music was This is pretty much it. <laughs> this is Benny, Benny Hill. Anyhow, like I understand, Cody's not in the uh, in the on the show anymore. But the, the, you really don't need all that blood. I mean, this makes Eddie Kingston's character perfectly, and I would love for the next the next real challenger to CM Punk Sada because CM Punk is walking through Forbidden Door. And it's going to be a non-title fight. Everybody knows that. Um, yeah, look, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. As soon as they killed the music, the match was a lot better. The second yeah. half of this match was great. The ending was fantastic. The right team won. And overall, is highly entertaining. But Eddie Kingston, yeah. I was Because they had, they had like a barbed wire table. So I'm like, oh, he's going to light the table on fire and do a spot. No. No, 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 no. He just poured it just directly on Daniel Brian Danielson and Jericho. And I was like, wow, that's different. Not going to lie. I, yeah. I, I'm, I thought it was like, how are they going to pull this off? And then they did. Yeah, and I thought it was great. Yeah, and I, I really hope Eddie Kingston's next in line for that title against Punk. I think they, I think they tell a great story. I agree. Leading, leading are, into, like, the uh, of summer. There are so many people I think are gonna go against Punk this summer, and Eddie's one of them for sure. I hope but so. Eddie has to take the, Eddie has to take the belt off for him. I think I because not gonna lie, before he retires, I need I need Eddie to win a world title. He's not going to. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a world title guy. I think he. I think in AEW he's a world title guy. I think you put the right push behind him because here's how I think you do it. 
Um, especially if you're going to set this up. Punk and Tanahashi tear down the house, whatever. Because, by the way, it's in Chicago. So as Punk's getting his heroes welcome. Eddie Kingston attacks in the end of the show. Instant heat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't buy it. I think it's too early for Eddie to come out, come at Punk. You got to go in. The, I think you got to go in the, when the going side. It's I, not, I, they're not th- going to face I think, off. I yeah. think a match like that ends. They shake hands and both hands are raised to go off the air. A nice feel good. It's a house show, dude. It's a house show. And we'll see what happens. I mean, even Enzo and Cass screwed up a house show the last time. Yeah, that's, they did something major what? like that. You know what? Weird thing. You know what? Touche. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. grant you. I'll grant you. know what? Touche. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> Anything can happen. Oh man, but that, that's was that on pay per view? Was that was that show on pay per view? I don't remember if it was. I think it was. I was. We were there. Or, or, we, I know we, we were, were there. But was it on like BR Live or Fight TV or Impact Plus? Some, <laughs> <laughs> something like that might have been BR Live or Fight TV. Speaking of anything can happen. Oh, lo and behold, the lovely couple in pink. Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker, the one person that we didn't think should have won this tournament, won the Owen Hart Cup, and they got these Owen Hart belts, which will essentially mean nothing because it's a tournament. And what's her? I was going to say Martha, Owen Hart's, Dr. Martha. Martha. Dr. No, Martha Hart came out. The pay-per-view was so fucking long. So Tony, she Tony talked wanted her for like eight minutes. Tony wanted her to have as much time as she as she needed to say whatever she wanted. So she he bought an like extra. So he bought an extra hour of a pay per view and then added two more matches. I don't know what were the two matches that were added because of Martha, but oh, two is matches. This Dar- Darby and uh, Darby and what's his face? Uh, Dar- Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly and I can't think of a second one. Probably I want to. I'd probably say a Death Triangle. Yeah, number one, she looks like she's she's about to be at like the Kentucky Derby or like the Belmont States. I love that too. Is like, what it is. Dressed up for a like royal wedding watch party. Yeah, and and number two, Tony, this is when you need to stop being a mark and start being an executive. Be like, I understand you have a lot to say, but we have a we have a time limit, <laughs> and we gotta push things forward. It's almost um, like I think I think I know what this tournament was finally all about. Her. <laughs> yeah, that's all it really is, and it, I, I and I still don't get it. I still don't get <laughs> I still it. Still don't get it. What is? I don't mean to sound stupid, but what does the Owen Hart Foundation do? Actually, I don't even know. You know what, K. Murphy? That is a phenomenal question because <laughs> I don't know. I didn't I don't know, know Owen Hart Foundation. Had a foundation. Until then, Owen Hart does know Owen Hart has a foundation. Um, but like, I I don't know what the Owen Hart Foundation does. Does it continually sue WWE? Like, I, like what does it do? I feel like, better what? now that I that I was not the only one that did not know that. I just thought I was like a uneducated wrestling fan. I I mean I am, but <laughs> it, it it just blows my mind because like we've said in the past, Owen Hart never wrestled in AEW. Like none of this makes sense, and it doesn't lead to anything. Yeah, their, website, nice their, website, is, their website is ass. Like wow, the Owen Hart Foundation, like, dude. At least get a fucking WordPress. Like this looks like it was made in nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> it's just pictures uh, of Marth. Oh my god! It's oh like, dude, no. how much money you've probably gotten over the years just from wrestling fans, and this is the best you can do. Um, what is she a doctor in? What is her doctorate in? <laughs> Metaphysics. Should... That's a great question no, too. No, stop it! No, I know, I know. <laughs> you imagine, though? Like, dude, this website's literally just one page. Wait a minute. 
Is the Owen Hart Foundation an MLM? A what? An MLM? A multi-level marketing scheme? I You know, like those, you know, on like fucking Instagram, the girls you went to high school with, they slide into your DMs being like, hey, how are you? It's been so long. I wanted to tell you about this great opportunity where you can be your own girl boss queen and work for I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get that verbatim at all. Have you never it. seen, maybe it's because like I was a girl in high school, I like socialized as a girl in high school, but like, have you, none, none of you have ever encountered anyone trying to like, Oh no, I have for my own family. I, I like, I get that. Um, but, but it's I've never, a whole thing. I know, like there right? is a period of time where like, I know so many people that were like sucked into multi-level marketing. So the so, Owen Hart Foundation does literally nothing other than quote help people. So so according so according so you know you know it's bad. You know it's bad when Wikipedia has more information than your own website. And so according to Wikipedia, it says the Owen Hart Foundation um, started in December of 2000. It's a Calgary, uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada-based charity that provides university and college scholarships for children in need, as well as housing for low-income families. Well, that sounds a lot Hart more helpful. Yeah, the Owen Hart Foundation also supports a number of worthwhile charities in the Calgary community and provides scholarships, housing, and various forms of assistance to at-risk communities around the world, including doing food drives, backpack giveaways, and Christmas projects. Okay. It looks like, it looks, it looks like they do good work. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad they don't like mention any of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. if WWE had the Owen Hart Foundation, you bet there'd be a 20 minute video package every week. About all oh, the yeah. things they do. Not even that. It would be it, Owen Hart would be plastered on the ramp in <laughs> the ring. You'd have you'd, all Hart the announcers would wear Owen Hart pins. <laughs> you'd have an Owen Hart episode of Raw and SmackDown, something that he was never on. The ropes would be pink. <laughs> Kevin Owens would come out in an Owen Hart singlet and the two slammies. <laughs> yeah. I can't say WWE <laughs> wouldn't do any of that. And and AEW did none of that. <laughs> they just put the winners in pink. And, like, what's fucked up is even though I knew Adam Cole and Britt Baker were going to win the moment they were announced in the final, um, they put them in fucking pink. That's so obvious. Well, I have, I have yeah. no problem with them winning. Uh I think, I, it's, I think it's something they both need right now. Need They need something to win, even if it is listen, a meaningless tournament like this. It's the Adam Cole vacation tour continues. Adam Dude, Cole's on vacation. But the two, of, the two of them out there on camera looking incredibly <laughs> awkward while Martha so Hart <laughs> is speaking for eight minutes. And they're just, they're just clapping and smiling and like staying there with their arms folded. It's just like, wow, you guys do not want to be out there. At one point, Britt was doing all. the clap with the chants on the audience. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so like also... she took a long time just to present them the belts. Like, bitch, do that 
first so they can leave and, and then like give the your speech. And commentary, like they give, I think, Adam the belt, and they're like, wait, do you see the other one? And it's the same <laughs> fucking belt. It's, it's the same one, just a different color, different color scheme. <laughs> oh, my God. So also in on the Wikipedia page for the Owen Hart Foundation, it says, uh, in September 2001, Owen Hart, partnered, Owen Hart Foundation partnered with AEW. The partnership will entail AEW hosting an annual tournament called the Owen Hart Cup. So, by the way, folks, next year you're going to see Martha uh, <laughs> along with the production of Owen Hart merchandise, which will include action figures, apparel, posters, and an appearance in a console video game being developed by AEW. So, Owen Hart, you'll be able to play him in AEW's early Jesus development Christ. of video game. So, Martha ended the speech by saying that next year she wants us all to wear hats like that? Oh, no. Never, Oh, uh, no, I will be I will, I will be sourcing a hat for next year. Um, I did buy for the party um, hot pink serving trays. I served, I, I, I served everything on hot pink stuff. Dude, I feel like, I I feel like Martha Hart Martha. was just a giant fan of Lacey Evans. She's like, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> the sassy Northern Belle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, oh, there's, there's, they've got to fix this tournament. I'm glad that the Hart Foundation legitimately actually does probably do really good work in Canada. But yeah. Tony Khan, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to notice a pattern here with Tony Khan's partnerships, meaning is that they do a lot for him. He doesn't do jack shit for <laughs> them. For them. <laughs> <laughs> a partnership is a give and a take. Tony Khan's really good at taking. <laughs> not, not so good He's at the giving. <laughs> the best like, thing, the best about his partnerships, they gave TNA Christian Cage again. Like, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> And even in the media scrum, Tony had to like talk about how um, he didn't plan on going out with Martha. Martha wanted Tony to go out with her. Yeah, because that's good business. She knows business. Yeah, Tony. dude. Well, he didn't want to go. Come he didn't want to. Like, he wanted well, yeah, her to have her moment, which is why since... he bought an extra hour of a pay per view for Martha. Well, especially since <laughs> Cody isn't there anymore, who else is gonna walk <laughs> her out? <laughs> <laughs> Sure, so the Bucks aren't gonna do <laughs> The Bucks were a match. Can you imagine the young Bucks escorting out Martha and then doing the super kick with her in the middle? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they give it a BTE trigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, just oh it's utter ridiculous. Fix this fix this fix whole turn the whole tournament was ridiculous. And it was the like, best part of the, the whole bag. tournament for me was Rancid played. Because I love Rancid, so I was still the guy who looked like yeah. Triple H. Yeah, Tim yeah. Armstrong kind of looks like Triple H now, but when they finish performing, Jr. just goes rancid because he did not <laughs> make of it. It was great. Oh man, there, there's this could be so much better if they knew what they were doing. All right, let's let's or, there's or a lot of crazy... they could use WWE footage. <laughs> <laughs> They should do dramatic reenactments. No. Dude, at, like, least, at least hire like, Jason Sensation to do the impression. All right? Somebody. Somebody. Um, All right, moving but, on. Yeah. We, we've been burying it. We've buried a one hard enough. <laughs> There's been a lot of other crazy shit that happened on the show. You guys can watch it for yourself. One of the bigger things, obviously, AEW, pay-per-view, new signing. 
Ember Moon, formerly known as now known as her original name, Athena, has joined AEW, as well as Jade Cargill finally got a pretty decent mouthpiece in Stokely Hathaway, formerly known as Malcolm Bivens. Also in shocking. NXT. I was also, shook. Malcolm Bivens showing up, I was like, why are you here? <laughs> I was like, well, what, are, what are you is, doing well, here? This, this all makes sense. He probably was doing some wheeling and dealing under the table. He didn't. He deliberately did not re-sign yeah. with WWE. He was offered and he denied, and I think this is why. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he might have done some illegal tactics. <laughs> I think that it's blatantly obvious. Unofficial official you, talks. Exactly, because yeah. here's the thing, because... For him, so just he did not re- he did not resign, so his contract essentially just expired. Yeah, he, so he there can go is whenever no, he wants. Yeah, there's there is no no compete clause. So yeah. he 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 would well in in NXT it's only thirty. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So so he willed his way out of it. Um, we'll just find do what you do because again, power in the performer. Um and yeah, man. I hope I, ho- I hope he made more money. Perfectly. I hope he's making more money here. I think he'll be better used here too. Bigger stage. He's he's in a better position because he's he's with people who can actually he can actually make bigger superstars. Jade Cargill is a star, but Malcolm as her mouthpiece can make her even bigger. I'm not gonna lie. I like all of AEW's managers. I think They're all great. of them are pretty good. They're really used very very well. Mm-hmm. And I think Malcolm is going to stand up. It's just that he's he's him, or yeah. Stokely as his as his original Stokely. name is, because uh, um, he he just has that unique, different flair to him. And I'm very excited to see what he does with Jade. Like I'm also a big Jade Cargill fan. Um, she actually had an op ed in uh, the Players Tribune, which I got a which you have to read. I think in the literary battle of the op ed is called "I'm That Bitch." That's amazing. Dude, Dude I want to sit in the baddie section. I'll be a baddie for it. <laughs> <laughs> if you had Twitter, I would have you tweet at her. Like, we'll be a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If, if she gives you the okay and she gets you, like, tickets for, like, a show in Jersey or something, you better be sitting in that baddie section, Will. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah I will. Are you kidding me? I'll sit next to Red Velvet and be like, hey, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so with the signing of Stokely and um, and Athena, this makes 16 signings this year for AEW, but they did not have last year. Yeah, that, that, there, there is a mistake. Athena's there, cool. There's someone else not to be on TV. <laughs> someone, someone to go straight to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her Mercedes is going to do barn burners on Dark, which is, again, a fucking shame, because like you have all the ingredients for a great women's division, and you're not used to All the ingredients, Anywho. but not the TV time. Yeah, yeah, no one here because she gave Martha an extra hour. <laughs> That's <Yep>. why. <laughs> That's exactly why. Oh my god! So let's move on from AEW. Um, let's let's go through Hell in the Cell, which essentially, when you look at Hell in the Cell, as is as we are going to preview the show right now, probably really quickly because there's not much to talk about for Hell in the Cell. Um, besides the fact that it's a raw branded pay per view in disguise, there are no SmackDown feuds on this as of <laughs> this recording. There are no SmackDown feuds as of this recording on this show. Yeah, dude, SmackDown is painful. <laughs> Los Lotharios are on TV every week. That's how you know it's bad. Kiss oh cam, baby. I'm telling you, that kiss cam is going to pay off if they do it the right way. How? That's how Bailey should, re- Bailey should return via kiss cam. Oh, that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Also, Shanky is dancing now. 
What? That was really fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, Jinder walking in, it's his music and he's dancing to it. Caught me off mm-hmm. guard. And I was like, okay, that's really <laughs> that's really funny. But then after the match again, I was like, okay, now you're pushing it. Who is he dancing? He was dancing in front of Ricochet's girlfriend, right? Yeah, the, the ring announcer. The ring announcer, yeah. Ricochet's girlfriend. Not the not, ring announcer. Not, not the American Kaden. Ninja War. Not, not, Kaden, not Casey Catanzaro anymore. Which oh. goes by the- glad she's back on the market. <laughs> Her, her name is who she changed her name to Katana Chance. Who will get changed again when she debuts on SmackDown? To Casey Gattenzero. To Casey Gattenzero. Like they can market her as the American Ninja Warrior. Oh my god. Oh my god. But well, let's go to Hell in a Cell. Her and Silent Trump- team up and be called the Ninjas. <laughs> the, 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 Carter. the Ninja Warriors. There you go. The Ninja Warriors. There you go. All right. Anyway, Hell in a Cell's main event. Um, presumably the main event because this is pretty much the most high-profile match on the card is also what we've been talking about for years, the only Hell in a Cell match on this card thus far. Good. Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. My question for you, Kay Murphy, how much does Cody bleed? Or how much bleeding does Cody get away with? As much as WWE will let him. So So zero. Fair amount. (laughs) Zero. I think Oh, my God, nice, maybe a gash to the forehead. He's going to bleed the heart. Little nose bleeding. His heart will be bleeding. No, they does does do fake blood every now and then. That's true. They, I think they will. I they will allocate the fake blood budget to Cody. The the only thing they yeah. would do is fake blood because they have strictly banned blading because you know publicly traded company and all. Um, yeah, and they're legitimately a corporation, so there's gonna be no real blood unless it happens naturally. But even yeah. so, I just I don't think there's gonna be blood. I don't think Cody can do blood. That's just fake. Yeah, I wouldn't mind fake blood. I don't mind the fake blood. I like the real blood though too. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. I love how the storyline has gone. I don't know if you watched the the promo on Raw, Will or Terry. Oh yeah, but Seth. Really loves breaking that fourth wall, and it's the feud is better for it. Yeah, when it he's, was really when good. he said the line of like, "You couldn't get it done, so you and your friends tried to take tried to take me down, and then when you couldn't get it done, you came back." I was like, "Wow!" It's like, <laughs> well, that. that's 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 what happens. And then what he he said you he said you don't get to. You don't get to take a sledgehammer to a throne and then come back and yeah. try to reclaim that throne. Yeah. I was like, oh my I was god! Like, wow. He's like, you don't get to take a sledgehammer <laughs> to a throne and then take back the throne that I've been sitting on, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that was all, again. Why aren't we booing Cody? <laughs> <laughs> it does. I. I I still don't understand why I'm cheering for Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I know why I'm booing I mean, Seth Rollins because I, I love him and he's amazing, but I, he's annoying. Why am I cheering Cody Rhodes? Everything Seth said was true. That's the crazy part about it. <laughs> why am I cheering Cody Rhodes? I have no idea. Not a clue. It's wild. My only gripe with the segment is that it should have ended the show. Yeah, for sure. This is a great show, and instead of the shit we got with fucking Lashley and company. Um, but, oh, man. The question is, does Seth go 3-0? Against, I mean, does Cody go 3-0 against Seth? 
that's a great question. Um, I do think Cody goes three and zero. The other question, or you can rephrase rephrase it as: Does can Seth survive losing three times to the top babyface? And I say yes. Yeah, I do. I think so. Easy. I think he's forever over. I mean, Seth Rollins can take a month off and come back in a hot angle, right? Like Seth doesn't need to be. He he's never buried for long. No, he always finds his way back to the cream of the crop, to the top. And you can you you one can argue that since WrestleMania, the most consistent characters outside of the Cody booking and pushing have been Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. I would agree. That's a little WWE I've watched this year. Becky Lynch annoys the fuck out of me. I am so I'm so sick of Becky Lynch. Becky's weird, but she is carrying a lot on Raw in that she's division. She's committed to the gimmick, even if it's not her best gimmick. She's still so committed to it, which makes it better. That's what I do love her commitment to the gimmick. I saw a video. Um, be, I saw a video like a couple of days ago, a uh, fan video, like when um, when Raw went off the air after she got green misted. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to get helped back to the she had to get help back to the to the back because she couldn't see and as Cody's coming out for a dark match you see Becky just like flailing her legs and arms in the air because she can't see and she just wants to fight and she has to be guided away from Cody I'm like that's fucking dedication like I love that (laughs) that's really good but but back to this yeah I think Cody's gonna put on the show here's the thing about this because we don't we haven't talked about this um and we usually do, but it's in Chicago. Interesting. Hell, Hell in the Cell is in Chicago at the very, speaking of intimate confines of the Allstate Arena, this is where it's at. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And Chicago's Chicago's a, a wrestling crowd. They And they will tell you if it's not good. I can't and wait so the- for them to cheer Cody <laughs> after the last time seeing him in AEW. They booed him out of the building. <laughs> can't wait. Yeah. Still makes no sense to me, but it's going to happen. I it's going to happen. I will never understand it. This match is going 30 minutes. I think this is going to be a classic, quintessential main event to top anything else on the show. I think they're going to tear the house down. Yeah, it's going to be the, one of the best matches of the night for sure. This is this this screams match of your canon, and it, and like Will has said in the past, this deserve this feud deserves Hell in the Cell at this point. Yeah, it ends. It's a feud yeah. ender. Yeah, this is a feud ender. It's going to be great, Tony. Buddy, Cody wins. I think unanimously because Cody has bigger plans for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. No way, Cody loses. Yeah. What I'm surprised is not a Hell in a Cell match is this women's triple threat for the Raw women's title, Bianca, Asuka, and Becky, who slivered her way in here. But it looks like right now it's just going to be a regular match uh, at this moment. And I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say Bianca gets away. I think Becky and Asuka are there to, one, continue their feud, but also lift Bianca up a little bit. Um, And Bianca gets another great showcase in a great wrestling town that will respect whatever feat of strength that she's about to pull off on Becky and Asuka. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to be insane. I'm excited for it. I mean, there's no three better women's wrestlers right now in WWE than these three right now. Those are three of my favorite female wrestlers in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm happy. 
I'm very happy for it. I mean, is there a chance that Asuka or Becky steals this? No. I think could pull it out, maybe, but most likely Bianca. I mean, Bianca just won this thing. Is this her first offense? Um, after Mania, yes. Yeah. So you don't just have someone win at WrestleMania twice in a row to have a drop it after like six weeks. No, you don't flip flop this. Yeah, yeah, no. I think she she avenges all of her demons, which is fine. Now she has to move on to somebody else, whoever else that may be. We'll yeah, find like, out after like the who? show. Rhea, maybe. Bliss is probably your front runner at the moment. Ugh, I don't, ugh, I don't like Lexa Bliss right now. What the fuck is she doing? She's she's being uh, Mrs. Cabrera. This is Mrs. Cabrera, Alexa Bliss. What is she yeah. doing on Raw? I saw her. Actually, oh, she beat she beat Dewdrop. Uh, interesting. Yeah, she dropped the Dew on the drop on the Dewdrop. Uh, so this match just got announced uh, this week off the Raw. We have Theory or Austin Theory, United States Championship, putting his title on the line actually against <gasps> hometown hero Mustafa Ali. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna eat, he's gonna eat a big fat pin. Mustafa, yeah, that is. Yeah. It would be it would be interesting because there's a way you can this is a this is a big match where the crowd will define well based on your decision the crowd will define where the story goes. Mm-hmm. Nah, dude, they're you know, they're so high on Austin Theory right now, and you got you got you gotta feed him someone. And that someone is the yeah. hometown hero. It's just better heat. Because people generally yeah. don't like Austin yes. Theory. He has good heat on him. He does have he does have good heat. Chicago will give him all of that heat. But this I you gotta give Mustafa something like this can't be a squash. I think this will be a good match. Yeah, it's a competitive yeah, match, sure. Yeah. I think it'd be a good competitive match and Fanboying me, I want Mustafa to get his singles title in Chicago. So I think that's a great story in and of itself. Um, but the better story, probably for the for the elongation of everything, is that Austin Theory cheats his way to win somehow, some way, yep. and gets incredible heat yeah. as he takes a selfie that's really after beating And I can't blame him. I've seen Austin Theory as a heel for years. It's fantastic. He's mm-hmm. so good. Bush <laughs> is kid to the moon. Very good. It's absolutely fantastic. I forgot he's the U.S. champion. Thus, this is a pleasant surprise. Listen, they're doing more with him than they are doing Ricochet. Ricochet has the IC title. Um, but I like when he's. I like how he's. You know, the Vince McMahon protege, and he's flound. He's not floundering, but he's in the mid card trying to keep that scene like alive, and everybody's going after him in the mid card. I think that's a good little. Little sub story about what they're saying here, and then, like I said, it's much more than what they're doing with Ricochet. It's the a good way to elevate the mid card. Exactly, it is. He's a great talent. He's he's shining. Yeah, he, he's shining. So kudos to him. This is going to be a fun match. Moving along uh, to yeah, another match that just got booked uh, after Monday. Uh, fake Bullet Club, including Fake Bullet Girl, Liv Morgan, uh, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor versus Judgment Day. Yes, Edge is wrestling. Uh, Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley with a badass new theme. Uh, so it is, a, it is a great theme. I absolutely yeah, it is. Do it. Oh, it's a great theme. She they it's, it's they, heavier. they really. It's heavier. They enhanced her entrance. Like her entrance is more like, "Wow, you're a big deal now." Um, 
it's just a matter of how long before Judgment Day beats them, beats them down. This is kicking off a show, I'm assuming, as well. Probably. Uh, yeah. That or the triple threat. Yeah. I'm going all Judgment Day here. I think just I love what Judgment Day facts and I like what he's doing with it. And it's all a matter of who's like the fourth person and who's next. Yeah, it's just no one else on the other team is relevant. Like Finn, <laughs> AJ, nor Liv have been relevant since in the past few months. Like AJ was with Edge, but it was just a womp womp. It was a fart in church. Yeah, because David Priest ruined, ruined the media because yeah. he showed up out of nowhere. Like, why yeah. did this happen? happen? I mean, <laughs> so it's just like AJ just, he had he had steam and it was just gone. So yeah, yeah. Judge, Judgment Day all the way, which is fine. You know, I mean, yeah. these guys are just there for, I mean, these guys have been there forever. They've established careers. They're they're fine. Mm-hmm. They don't need and, to win. Yeah, they don't, they, don't need, they don't need to be pushed. Yeah, and then, the, I mean, Judgment Day is doing what it's supposed to. It's enhancing the two talents under Edge's, under Edge's wing. Yeah. Which is what you need to do. And this is a I great was, spot for Edge to be in. I have also heard rumors of Finn joining Judgment Day post Hell in a Cell. So. I mean, that's also a great swerve. I would love for that to happen in Chicago, too, as well. Yeah. That could happen. <laughs> you know, I love the... And then fin- he could I mean, have- bring back like, the whole Prince Devitt character. Oh, with that. my God. Okay, here's, here's what they're going to do. They're going to bring him back. Edge is going to go on one condition. And then he has to dress up as the demon every single week, and he's on a leash. Ooh, that may be, that may be too that may be too much for a publicly traded company. <laughs> he's on a leash. He hasn't, he hasn't it said anything. It's just different face paints. Goes ah. <laughs> so you had me. You had me a demon makeup when you said oh, on when a you leash. Put the on a, I was like, oh, maybe it's a little bit too Damian much. Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley is take turns guiding him every other week. How <laughs> <laughs> was that for fan fiction? <laughs> you are catering to the 13 year old girls will good job that's what i'm catering to i, had, I don't know, I, I don't well, know well, about well. that one what kind of 13 year old girls do you know 13 year old girls write some of the most vicious fan fiction you would ever read i don't i don't i want was to. one of them oh god Kay murphy i was that teenager i, I don't i don't want to think about how you're going to consummate your wedding <laughs> the fan fiction was never about me. It was always like gay fan fiction with two men. Always. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't want to bash it. How are you going to consummate your <laughs> wedding? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Judgment Day yeah, takes it. Judgment Day. But no, turn probable. Yeah, let's say 50-50 Uh This is a handicap match, this next match. Uh, Bobby Lashley, the almighty, with, with an almighty entrance. I love that fucking entrance. It's such uh, a versus, great entrance. <laughs> versus MVP in Omos in the two-on-one handicap match because they got to keep this feud going somehow. I don't give a fuck about this at all. <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck about this period. Omos <laughs> is this bad, dude. He's not good. <laughs> The, the, the bad part about it is that this doesn't like it's not that he's bad because he's a giant and giants usually don't wrestle that great, but it's like the storyline doesn't include Omas. It's just all about Bobby and MVP. Yeah. Like if you take if you take Omas out of it, especially it showed in the contract signing when he really didn't say shit. 
the stories between Bobby and MVP, Omos just happens to be there as a head. Then I might give a shit if it was just Bobby and MVP. But they need to make Omos do something, but he's not a good wrestler. He's not interesting. Yeah, dude. I, I, what, there was last week, the week before, I went off on Omos. It's like, you got to have one or the other, and he's got neither. You got to have talent or ability, and he doesn't have either. I mean, talent, talent ability, same thing. Talent or charisma. <laughs> you, need, you need talent yeah. or charisma. Like, I, where, where do I put him on the Bret Hart scale? Like a like a like, let's, 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 let's do the Bret Hart scale for Omos. Okay, Bret Hart scale. Omos yeah, I want to right. Bret Hart scale. Omos. Okay, Murphy. Do you know what the Bret Hart scale is? I need to really explain it. I need you to explain it, but I have a different rubric. I'm also going to grade on as well. Okay, I'll do yours. You can do mine. So the Bret Hart scale is on a scale of thirty. Look, in ring talent and promo ability. Um, ten for each. Ten for each. Yeah. So scale of one to ten for each one. Correct, and that yes. adds, and that adds up to your number out of thirty. Um. So, Omas's promos would probably be a two because I can't remember a single promo he's ever done. <laughs> like, um. His, it's very pressured uh, when he speaks. It's weird. His look is a four because he really? bought his gear. Wow. At, no, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Okay, that's that's how you define look. Okay, no, that's that's fair. Okay, right. That's fair. I'm that's how you define. That's how you define look. That's okay. I I because I will say I was concerned about his in ring gear, but like we've seen Dean Ambrose wrestle in a tank top and I jeans and no care. I hate the whole tank top and jeans look. It's over fucking done. Yeah, I agree. Like it, this is him. Ch- this but is, could I you know. imagine somebody seven four in a singlet? Yes. <laughs> But I'm well, not saying it's a big show. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had one strap because I wanted to make him look like Andre the Giant. And it works. <laughs> I'm saying it works. <laughs> oh, Moss gets more points because he's tall. Okay, but, so you gave him four? So you give him four for his height. Okay. He only gets points <laughs> for his height, but his gear's terrible. It's boring, and he's trying to be like, I don't. I'm too. Ch- I'm chill. I look at me trying. I'm not trying so hard to be a wrestler. Clearly, you're a bad, bad wrestler. So and right what's now, the category? right now, Almas is at a six. And, that's, and then the next one is in ring work at a ten. And then boys say promo work, right? He said she's oh, no, promo. Promo, oh, promo work. Yeah, yeah. Um, in ring. In ring work. So like your moves, abilities, all that I stuff. Know. Give him a two and a half. So Omos is an eight and a half. That's the lowest I've ever seen on a Bret Hart scale. So yeah. mine is so on Drag Race, what they're looking for in who they want. All the right, queen pause, to be. pause, pause, pause. You're not Drag Race criterion a wrestler. I'm not going to lie. Makes- I, I want to hear this through. Ricky, I'm vetoing you. Okay, continue. <laughs> I want to know the scale. I want to play the scale. I will drag race um, Omos on a scale. That's fine. So there are four things. I'll give you a one to ten for each one. So a grand total of forty. 40. Okay. So RuPaul and the judges looks for Queen's charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Okay. What is nerve? Yeah, what is nerve? Like I don't know, like you got nerve. Like I don't I don't I don't know what like that it- means. <laughs> Are you talking like it factor? Like clutch? Yeah. Are you, are you clutch? Yeah. Like a I would clutch like it factor. Like are, are you I reliable? Can't. Like I don't, I don't understand what I don't, I don't understand mean, what nerve means. Yeah. Like you just got that like something. Like it's like a spark. It's, it's an it factor. It sounds like an it factor to me. Uh huh. 
So you have charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. All right, charisma, I'm going to give him a two. He's not charismatic. He has a no. two on charisma. Uniqueness, he gets... <laughs> Uniqueness, you know what? Uniqueness, he gets a uniqueness, he gets a ten, and it's honestly, it's the teeth. Like, yeah, he's seven foot tall, he's massive, he's jacked to the gills, but when he smiles, his teeth just look ridiculous. That's very unique. He's also he's also a giant ninja. Yeah, giant ninja. He's he's very unique. All right, I'll give him a ten for uniqueness. Wow. What's next? Nerve. Nerve. And what's the other one? Nerve and talents. Yes. I'll do talent. Talent, I'll give him a four. Yeah, I'll give him a four. So am I at? 18? Mm-hmm. And the, the last nerve. one is nerve. Which is like that it factor? That like, it I don't... factor? I, dude, I don't see it. I'll give I'll give nerve a one. It's like, I just, I just, once he debuted, I was like, I don't see him going anywhere. But apparently Taker loves him. A lot of people in the back just love this guy. I just, I don't Taker's see Taker's really high on him. Like, I, um, I don't see the athleticism, to be I'm honest. Sure. He's very nice. He's actually a much, he's a much better speaker. Very when, like, nice, he's very tall. And stuff. Yeah. So he's, he's a 19 uh, on, on the drag race scale. That was fun. <laughs> you should do that more often. <laughs> drag drag race wrestler. Um it's it's one of those things where I don't know how old um Omas is. But he's I young. think take a prop yeah, he's young. So it's that ability which WWE really coins himself on, especially in the PC, the ability to be coachable and to not like make the same mistake twice. And you also have to think about it, he's wrestling. He's probably again. He's probably more athletic than people than we give him credit for. But he's wrestling the way that WWE wants him to wrestle. Dude, I feel like he is like athletic. He's, re- he's just he's just the ring's too small. Like he can't really break yeah, out. Also, that also is a thing too. As well. Like, like he almost should do an anarchy in the arena match. So he's he's twenty eight years old. He just turned twenty eight in May. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, he's, so he's he got is, a long ways he to is go. A baby. Yeah. Um, and it's it's one of those things where. He, I also get scared when he runs the ropes. So I feel like the ring's gonna just like collapse. Um, I, feel but like it just, I feel like he could walk the ropes. Like he'd do it in two steps. Yeah, that's what yeah. he does when, like, when you see him run the ropes. He does it in, like two steps. Yeah, dude, it's like <laughs> it's so it's cute. awkward when he like runs to the corner because he takes baby steps. Like when he runs, yeah. he, has he, to has take, to. He, he has to take baby steps. It's like it's this. It looks terrible. Yeah, the ring. Yeah. It's like the ring hinders his athletic. Like, yeah, his, yeah. I, I honestly <laughs> think that's. I honestly think that's what. Like, I've mentioned more on a gridiron. Imagine like what is what is like what is it, the sixty yard dash or whatever it is. It's probably it's forty yard dash. It's probably incredible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when they jump and do like the 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 the, 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 the stick the thing, the long jump and the high jump, jump and like in basketball. No, like the, the height jump and they see how high you can jump. It's and they, a ver- the, the it's vertical. The vertical. Yeah, the vertical. Yeah, standing vertical. I bet he's incredible at that. Yeah, it just they have to find a way to showcase his talents and his abilities as a big man monster. And like squash matches did it for a while. I mean that helped out Braun, but what really helped Braun out was him was them showing his feats of strength. That's when Braun Strowman was stupid yeah. over. Yeah, we were there. <laughs> yeah, we were there. Like, let's do gimmicky shit at least. 
I mean, you've got to get, you got to put him in a situation where people have to fear him if he shows up, and they haven't done that yet with him. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's like, oh, almost is here. <laughs> yeah, like he has to. It's one thing to squash people, but he has to start decimating people. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. d- yeah, decimating people for him to like get that. Get a street cred back, essentially. Um, MVP is a good start, but he has to like be just ruthless with him. Uh, but let's move on. Stop. He's Pretty much. Dead. That's what we need Michael Cole to say every. Well, Jimmy Smith to say every Wednesday. And I, okay, well, I'm glad we're talking about this because we, can we talk about Friday, Ricky? Him and sure. Ke- oh, okay. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on and SmackDown. Sami Zayn. Oh yeah. my God, this was. I love them. This I was the greatest promo. <laughs> the, the greatest promo. Is it worth watching? Years. Yes. It's worth. Yes. It's worth nice. watching. If I if every I penny. if I cut the video, I would play it right fucking now. It is, and we'd watch Sammy, it together. It's Sammy and it's the Kevin. best thing I've seen in forever. You all know I love Sammy and Kevin. Everybody loves Sammy and Kevin. Sammy and Kevin were did a master class in promoing. They promoted two different storylines and two different <laughs> shows in one segment. In one segment. So, is he they, heel and Roman? They, 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 turned, they turned face and heel on each like, they, 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 they both double switched twice. <laughs> <laughs> they switched and switched back. <laughs> <laughs> My bet what sold me, I was like, oh, here we go. When Sam was like, oh, yeah, and that guy, Ezekiel, he's totally alive. And Kevin starts fake crying. Yeah, he like, hugs him. Oh. He hugs him. He's like, thank you. He's like, thank you. Thank you. It was the fucking greatest thing ever, dude. It was the greatest thing ever. He's like, oh, my God, someone who believes me. I was like, oh, here we go. It was such the perfect amount of stupid <laughs> and really good writing. It's like, I dude, I felt like it, it would literally could have been Dumb and Dumber. Like, it might as well have been Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels in the rings. It was, it was so good. He's just oh, like, hey, come to Raw with me and you'll forget this whole bloodline thing. He's like, what? what? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a locker room leader here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, well, then, like, you're kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. And then Sammy called KO Oos. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! And it got even better with Sammy. Sammy Zayn going to the Usos. It's like it's like they pretty much just gave him the right to say the N word. <laughs> that's what it felt like. It that's like what it felt like to me. Oh my god, it's 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 a, it's a masterclass segment in promo work, and I, I should have known this was coming when Kevin Owens was wearing Sammy Zayn's shirt on Raw the other week. Oh. Um, <laughs> But oh, it's beautiful. It's leading to a few. We're getting KO and Sammy again. Dude, I need them in a tag team. I need them in a tag team right now. <laughs> they'll go for the women's tag tournament. They'll, they'll find a way. They'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happens in this match. Really I don't care. I don't even want, I, I don't, don't care, care what the match. I have talked all I want about Kevin Owens. We can move on. <laughs> yeah. I, I KO wins or something. Who the yeah, fuck KO wins. The, Fact of the matter is that's the last thing on this card. <laughs> Actually, it's all raw feuds. <laughs> hell in the cell. Oh my god, this this Sunday uh, in Chicago, I'm expect I'm expecting this to be a classic 
event only because that Hell in a Cell main event. Yeah. Yeah. Be great. Be great. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'll give it. I'm gonna go right now and give it probably an eight. Again, more so solely based on that main event. I'll go seven and a half. I also I, I give, give I, I give AEW double nothing a seven. By the way, mm. I gave it an eight. Really, even with Punk winning, you gave it an eight. I mean, we talked about the main event. The main event was fine. Uh, the actual match main event in Hangman. Botchy is yeah. all hell. Like they both, they both yeah. fought with the buckshot multiple times. They did a buckshot with the stutter step before they hit the clothesline like four he times. Stopped. It was like punk, up. punk like just stopped. He like just stopped moving. Momentum was just like, yeah, fuck you. You're not going anywhere actually. <laughs> and then he clotheslined him. Like <laughs> it was weird. I love punk, but like, was it punk's best match? Absolutely not. It was botchy. No. It was really botchy. Yeah. That's well, one thing about great... AEW. You gotta, you gotta stick your landings, guys. Stick your landings. But it was great to see my favorite wrestler be the champion. Also, we did not talk about this. Jeff Hardy once again has me fucking concerned for my life. Listen, Kay, we've given you enough of this show. We are not including Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo, them and the Bucks me... though, they put on a great match. Not gonna lie. Oh. We we, yeah, we forgot, like, we forgot like high. half the AEW card. I completely forgot. We I just want to hit. The, I want to hit the keynotes. So I feel like MJF was a big story. The Anarchy was a big story, and obviously Punk winning, and obviously Martha Hart. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I was playing my I was playing MLB the show through like all the women's matches and the House of Black match. You know that's fair. <laughs> like and the, the and the Kyle and the Kyle O'Reilly match. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly had a match. Yeah, Kyle Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen. Is for oh for for reasons yeah for reason. I, I don't know why that was a match but it was a good match I liked it for Martha Hart I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah from for Martha it was, the, it was the Martha the Martha match dedicating Hello Pride to Martha although we are they're, not they're, they're, uh, they're super <laughs> kick party when the Young Bucks came out to Elvis there, I was super great. kick party. I thought it was great. I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. Talk about stealing culture. Super <laughs> big party. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's move on. Let's let's speed through NXT's In Your House, which is Saturday, by Wait, the way. Wait, this is a real thing? What? Yes. Who gives a shit you, about NXT? You think, you think I made this logo? Hey, 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 K. Murphy, do you know what they changed LA Knight's name to on SmackDown? Like Max something? Max Dupree. 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 Yeah. So, Dupree. You got to so say it right. There's literally no point in covering this card because in two years, they're not going to have the same names, the same gimmick, or maybe not even be in the company anymore. So what's, Listen, the, what's Max, the point? If Max Dupree brings back Tyler Breeze and makes him part of Maxwell Male Models, I consider it a success. That is the only success. Is if the fat and they get get back. I I would I would want the return of Fashion Files and Fandango as well. Honestly, I could do for I some day. I could do for some day. <laughs> Fashion Files is one of the greatest things WWE has ever done. It really was. It needs it, it needs to be it needs to be back up on the it needs to be on Peacock as like a freaking playlist and so that and um I want Southpaw um, Peacock. Southpaw, there we go. That's what I wanted. Southpaw might be on South, Southpaw might be on Peacock. Southpaw is fucking brilliant. So, Another so one's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, and NXT in your house is going to be Saturday featuring 
a pretty big card. Um, we have crazy serial killer Joe Gacy against Braun Breaker, who's been playing mind games with him the whole time. Um, say what you want about Braun. I think Braun Breaker sell, in my opinion, at the moment, because he's just he's bad playing the fearful strongman. Um, and Joe Gacy is such a more developed psychotic character. But I doubt NXT will ever put the belt on somebody who's essentially imitating a serial killer. Yeah, um, I don't think he's ever putting a, a belt on Joe Gacy to begin with. Yeah, not oh. only have way too many serial killers on the loose in society <laughs> in general, not not the best time. Yeah, not the best time at all, which is a shame because Joe Gacy is doing a really good good job with this character. Like, a really, really good job. But Breaker survives yet again because that is their golden child. Because, I mean, look at Braun Breaker. He's 24 and ripped the fucking shreds. He should be in the NFL, to be honest with you. Uh, moving along, Mandy Rose still has this title, and she's going up against I don't give Wendy, a fuck. I'm going up against Wendy Chu, a.k.a. Tiansha, but except Tiansha is now dressing in onesies and PJs every match and putting on stellar performances. Are they sleeper matches? Ha, ha, ha. Good dad joke, okay? They're not sleeper matches. She, Wendy Chu is essentially ah, the Bugs Bunny. Yeah, like there you go. But Wendy Chu is essentially the Bugs Bunny. Of, of NXT and it's actually kind of comical what she's doing but however again it's still Mandy Rose and you're not going to put the women's title on somebody who dresses in pajamas and wrestles although it's creative as fuck um, it's I just don't see it happening I don't either. The match of matches will probably be the best match on the card because these people can actually work. North American title Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes. Fun fact, it was one year ago today that Carmelo Hayes debuted in NXT. It's only been a year? It has only been a year. We sponsored Carmelo Hayes uh, about this time last year or about a little year and two months ago. So I didn't know that um, that Cameron Grimes is the champion. We told you this. I don't remember it at all. He won the ladder match. He, he won the ladder match during Mania Week. I don't remember that at all. And we also told you about Cameron Grimes cut his hair, and you're like, oh, my God, it's Cameron Grimes' daddy. And, yeah, Cameron Grimes is hot. But <laughs> so, again, pleasantly surprised by something on NXT. <laughs> No, this is going to steal the show because these, these guys can work. And it's great. And also, Carmella Hayes won Seth Rollins at WrestleMania one year, and I would be all for that match. That would be a cool match. Yes. What's been interesting with Carmelo Hayes, they've been giving him a lot of good treatment. So essentially they recreated Carmelo Hayes. They Carmelo Hayes and Trick have recreated the barbershop from LeBron James's HBO specials. And so that's how Carmelo Hayes pretty much cuts all of his promos. Okay. He's in the barbershop and kind of talking shit. And so that's when Cameron Grimes came in with the belt and challenged him. So it's it's a good little good little thing they have going. Like I said, I expect these guys to tear the fucking house down because these guys are great. I'm also scared to see what happens with Cameron Grimes when he goes up to the roster, unless they put him with JBL. No. Yes, it's it makes sense. The JBL character and Cameron Grimes, I'm... perfect sense. Hand and glove. The NXT tag team titles going well. You would know these guys pretty deadly. K are we NXT tag champions? I don't know any for these factors. Pretty deadly are the tag champions. They move pretty deadly over. Well, that's what that's what happens when you break up MSK because one of them was in a domestic dispute (laughs) and got fired from the company. Pretty deadly won the tag titles. Are going up against the faction that Malcolm Bivens left Diamond Mine in in the Creed Brothers. I believe this is. Their first official showing, but 
pretty deadly keeping these titles. They're interesting yeah. and annoying in a weird way. They're like a very flamboyant Team Rocket. Yeah, I like Pretty Deadly. So, and what can you, you tell us about the Pretty Deadly characters, Kay? You personally got it. They're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> They're not my favorites or anything. Because I know you watch the UK like very, very religiously, and you probably still do. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so. I'm very. I'm actually a little behind on UK, so I need to like catch up. I'm like two gotcha. months behind UK. But yeah, Pretty Deadly has moved over to the states now. No, I knew uh, that. Yeah. I don't know they're the champions. Well, yeah, the NFC Tag Championship scene is in a lot of flux because yeah. of what happened with MSK, which is, which, and I feel so bad for Wesley too because I was like, ah, you guys had something. Mm-hmm. They had something really special, and it just it sucks. Uh, moving on, we tag titles still on Toxic Attraction. Gigi Dolan was model, and Gigi Dolan amazing figure uh and jc jane putting their titles on the line against team ninja kaden carter will secret boo versus uh katana chance no longer casey Catanzaro. the question is do they finally get the fucking tag titles nope maybe because none of the other titles are changing this could be this could be the time if anything to put these tag titles on them you got the casey name change you got kate and them kind of act things up and it's a good kind of subplot to see if there's any um any cracks within toxic attraction yeah this could lead to them breaking up there's a lot you can go with it i think there's more stories in Gigi and jc losing than there is in them retaining yeah i agree you know, so I'm gonna go with Team Ninja because I want them to win titles and do something with their careers. Ninja, you know? Team Ninja all the way. Last, I think this is my last one. Yeah, last but not least, it's the Battle of the Warring Families. It's almost like Gangs of New York that they've been doing in NXT for the longest time. Legado del Fantasma versus uh, La Familia, which is Tony D's faction, Will's favorite person. Tony D'Angelo has this faction of people, and they are his two henchmen. Are I don't know. One of them is Stacks, and one of them is like Deuce or something like that. Well, oh. essentially, what yeah, it's 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 very like it's like the Jets and the Sharks essentially without the girl in the between. Um, they've been doing a lot of mafia like vignettes where like the families are meeting on yachts or they're meeting in like these private private dinners in a back room. People are getting kidnapped, and it's all over to see who's the dominant family of NXT. So it's a giant six person uh, tag match. Unfortunately, there's no war games for them to actually settle this in, uh, and I. Actually, have no clue who might win this. I'm going with Legado del Fantasma myself because I just like Santos, and you got to give Santos something, especially if you're going to keep him there um, down in NXT. But also, Tony D's been riding high. He did also, I believe, Tony retired. Tony retired Champa. Yes, mm-hmm. Tony D. Tony D. Also retired Champa from NXT. So there's something to be said with that as well. Again, I'm still sticking with Legato because I think he still has one one up on on Tony D. And the boys. It's just I'm looking at this visual of this of the of the match card. I'm just like this is it's almost out of a movie, but not at the same time, it just it reminds you of a very West Side Story-ish type thing. Mm-hmm. And everything, but that is NXT Takeover in your house, or NXT not Takeover, but it's NXT in your house because we don't do takeovers anymore <laughs> at all. 
Um, which actually could lead. We should start. Maybe we should do a tournament for rating the best takeovers. That could be a, a little mini series. Oh my we god, do. we should do that. That would be because we have we have a set number of takeovers now. <laughs> oh, so I, have, I have to rewatch all of them. <laughs> oh, um, let's oh spoo who you get to watch good wrestling pay per views. I feel like I have time to watch current wrestling, let alone thirty six pay per views. <laughs> I can watch 36 takeovers. You know, or or maybe, maybe actually, okay, maybe me and you can do it. I have an idea. We'll talk about it when the show's over. Okay. I have I have an interesting idea because I've been kind of want to do something like this, uh, anyways. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all we have. So we 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 had double or nothing, hell in a cell, NXTs in your house, which I am going to watch after I go to a wedding in the morning. Um. It's a lot of wrestling this weekend and a lot of more wrestling to come. I'm going to be in your house probably a seven because we're going to see where this goes. Um, but Hell in a Cell is going to be the big thing, obviously, with Cody and Seth headlining the card. And to be honest with you, a really big concern is when the hell is Roman going to headline something again? That's what I've been wondering. Where the hell's Roman? He's there, but he's not. It's weird from what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's very weird. But he did sign the contract. Like, he signed a new deal. That's correct, right? Oh, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, no, he's locked yeah. He's locked in for a few uh, more years. Yeah, so it's just like, why isn't he doing anything? He probably wants a break. Which is fine. Great. He's, he's, he's got both titles, though. I know. I don't yeah, think, I'm not saying like, at the, like, the greatest thing or anything, but, like, it's a break. I think what saves him is the fact that Cody is so strong right now that you can hide Roman for a little bit. But eventually, he's yeah. got to come back and do something. Yeah. Like, you can, I can only see the Usos without Roman for, for also, that much. Less. Also, I mean, then again, you know, this is, this is the low period in wrestling anyway, so... Might as well. Might as well. Now is the time to take him off TV. If you're ever going to take him off TV, now's the time. Mm-hmm. You know, because they can carry without him, and it's a shame that it's, it's a shame what happened to Randy too, which we didn't get to talk about. Randy's yeah. hurt. Yeah, Randy got hurt. That that he's, he's hurt real bad. That's a, what happened to him. They they haven't really said. I know on Raw they talked about they gave a brief update saying he is consulting with multiple physicians of multiple specialties. Oh, uh, one of them, one so of them being on. He's, he's fucked up then. Yeah, one of them being uh, neurosurgeon in nature, I believe. Oh God, I hope it's not something like permanent. <laughs> Who knows? Um, nah. I mean, it, it 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 was it was very well known that Randy was has he's always had bad lower back problems. But who knows what the hell happened during that match that made or bef- even before that exacerbated those problems. Because, I mean, you look at Randy, he was in pretty good shape for the most part. He's always been in great shape. <laughs> you know? You know, it's that one Achilles heel of his back, and, like, I hope he gets a speedy recovery because Cody was on fire, but so was Randy. Randy was, oh, man, Randy was having an excellent run. Yeah, and honestly, mm-hmm. dude, Riddle, his momentum. is going to go straight, yeah. Gone. I mean, him and him and Shinsuke are is a funny is a funny strange bedfellow situation. Yeah, but like, um, Riddle, Riddle has nowhere to go. 
Not without Randy. Not without Randy. He's got he's got nowhere to go. They have no plans for him right now. They have no idea what the fuck to do with, with Riddle. Yeah. And you got to yeah, do it's... something, too, because he was also on fire. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else find it weird that Riddle's the one taking Randy's moves? Yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It just looks so weird to me. Oh, it fits. It, it, he looks the great. Hair. He looks great it's doing it. It's the hair dude. when he had bangs. He hits a great RKO. <laughs> it's just so weird. For me, it's the hair because, like, when whenever you see RKOs, like, there's never hair flowing. Yeah. Especially from the person hitting it. So I think that's what takes me off from it uh, as well. Uh, but do you have any other news and those before we get the fuck out of here and do our post show? No, man. I think we Gucci. Oh, but did we talk about Hogan and Flair? <laughs> I was right. I still, I still can't believe I was right. <laughs> I, I cannot believe I was kidding when I said that. I was not serious in any way, shape, or six, form. It's a six-person tag, I believe. So it's not just it's not just Hogan and Flair. <laughs> oh no, it should be just Hogan and Flair. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd pay great money for that. I don't care how old they are. <laughs> be there. Oh, I was fucking. This is. I swear it's rent related. Um, I was fucking walking in there. There's a fire truck on Broadway with Hulk Hogan strapped to the front of the fire truck. It was weird. What do you mean? Like 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 like, 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 a, like a wrestling buddy? What? Yeah. yeah. Or like or like, or like Terry Bollea. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Terry Bollea. It was a fucking like a wrestling buddy strapped to the front of this fire truck. Hell yeah, dude. There you go. It doesn't surprise me to fireman love Hulk Hogan. Doesn't surprise me <laughs> one bit. <laughs> <laughs> they probably roll up to his theme song. I am a real American. Yeah, dude. Fire. Firemen are real fucking Americans, dude. Firemen are, firemen are definitely no one shits on firemen, dude. Firemen are universally known as heroes in this country. Yeah. <laughs> they better write up to Hulk Hogan. Rights of every man. <laughs> Oh, this part's like, wait, is that Hogan's music? Is that the, is that the, oh, the Hogan engine? Uh-oh, here comes the Macho Man wrestling. Here comes the Macho Man engine. Guys, let's fight the fire, not each other. Dig it! <laughs> Say your prayers and eat your vitamins, fire. You're going down by the Hulk. Talk about mega powers colliding, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we've had enough. We've had enough on this show. <laughs> oh my god. All right, let's let's get the hell out of here to see our post show down. When a spark ignites and it all explodes. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, no. No hope open. Let's go to the post show, please. Oh. Well, Slack Slack is still here. That's really funny. What do you mean Slack is still here? He just commented and said, say your praise and check your smoke alarm batteries. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to King's Ring Podcast, episode 294, Hella Pride. Happy Pride Month, folks, and our 
exclusive uh, Protect Trans Live Pride stretch will be coming out this weekend. Links to all of that will be in the description below. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me on Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, on Discord, on YouTube as well. Like, share, subscribe, and by the way, soon to be on TikTok, probably. Um, like, share, subscribe, leave us five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us and find us and listen to us on our audio podcast by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio and find Wrestle Addict Radio um, on Facebook and Instagram at Wrestle Addict Radio and on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle. Links to all of our cool merchandise and other sites and other places where you can find us are in the description below. Hell in the Cellars this weekend. NXT in your house is also this weekend. It's a big wrestling weekend and I'm glad I got to discuss it with Mr. Tarashak. Oh, I'm flattered. I'm Will yeah. Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. All my shenanigans are out there all across the internet. A lot of podcasts I do, so check them all out. And yeah. add APS Podcasts on TikTok for all my shenanigans with stickers. That's all it is. It's my YouTube videos <laughs> with stickers. <laughs> That's stickers. what I do on TikTok. I don't get it. Stickers. I hate doing it as much as you love watching it. All right? To so put that shit in perspective. K. Murphy, I love stickers. your TikTok, though. Stickers. Do you yeah. love my TikTok? I do love your TikTok. It's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, I my room looked cute because I finally bought a garment. I bought that garment rack to... See, I My clothes have just been a disaster Like since I moved in because I don't have a closet. And I finally got a garment rack and I just felt inspired. So there you, you, can, you can find me on TikTok and across every other social media platform at the K Murphy, T-H-E-K-A-E Murphy. Check out our Protect Trans Live shirts so we can raise money for the National Center for Transgender Equality. Mm-hmm. Happy Pride, y'all. Let's go. Yeah, happy Pride. Yeah, hopefully when they come in, I'm going to order mine as soon as possible. Yeah, I need like- one of them's going to be a special tie-dye edition, by the way, which hopefully once we get them in or we order them and they put them on and all of that hot stuff, we'll be wearing them throughout the uh, throughout the month and continually on. Uh, like I said, 100% of those donations will be going to the National Center for Transgender Equality. So when we come back next week, we're going to talk about Hell in a Cell, um, in your house potentially, and whatever shenanigans AEW has gotten into. And by this time next week, Martha Hart will probably have finally stopped talking. So until then, <laughs> folks, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Good night. <Holy> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Fuck you, Slack, by the way. Post shows happening right now. You on Twitter this week. <laughs>